This is IGN. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. This is IGN. Soft and Quiet Review Soft and Quiet was reviewed out at the South by Southwest Film Festival. Beth DeRajo's Soft and Quiet is a fearful and compelling feature debut that takes an in-your-face approach to reveal America's greatest domestic threat, racism. It's a worst-case scenario that weaponizes traumatic triggers from hate-speak to sexual abuse, as like-minded women take white nationalism to its frightening extreme. Soft and Quiet is a complicated watch, fueled by nuclear chaos energy that's infuriatingly tense and revolting. Where something like Blumhouse's The Hunt uses humor to help its messages go down smoother, Araujo rubs her audience's noses in the disgusting reality of white supremacy. The film unfolds in real time following elementary school teacher Emily, Stephanie Estes, as she attends her first meeting for an after-school group of local women with a common agenda. Cinematographer Greta Zozula follows closely behind Emily throughout every step of escalation that begins with a harmless place for people to speak their minds. The Daughters for Aryan Unity, including ex-convict Leslie, Olivia Licardi, business owner Kim, Dana Milliken, and new face Marjorie, Eleanor Pienta, share baked goods and wine, occupying a church's rec room to talk about the dangers of multiculturalism. It's abhorrent. And satire is rich because Araujo wants to make sure you understand that Soft and Quiet is a monster movie. Monsters of Karen origins. Purity white wardrobes and oppressive ideals. Araujo's screenplay divides her storytelling into distinct halves to emphasize two tones. First, we sit and listen to Marjorie complain about her co-worker, a woman of color, stealing a promotion or Kim's rampant anti-Semitism like a PSA from hell. It's intentionally irrational and enraging. The women flash noteworthy white supremacy hand signals as a wink of solidarity or start their complaints against affirmative action with disclaimers like, I don't hate anyone, or this won't be posted online, right? Soft and Quiet takes special care to show you how easy it is for these horrific identities to empower one another, how hate groups start, and what consequences can occur as a result. That's why Araujo's second half becomes an outright home invasion thriller, where harmless words become heinous actions. Frame by frame, with each passing second, soft and quiet goes down harder than battery acid. It's bitter, choosing methods that will be too aggressive for some and is steadfast in its channeled anger. Undoubtedly, there will be viewers who flip off soft and quiet after its first WTF reveal, and that's reasonable. Araujo operates with big swings and doesn't care about ostracizing audiences. But those who might be reminded of personal traumas may elect not to relive them. Soft and Quiet is always a commentary on the characters as they cement their toxic personalities. It's a divisive choice, but Araujo's vision reflects no compromise. The cast of suburban mothers and middle-class citizens is so good about juxtaposing constitutional rants and deplorable protests against inclusivity with Susie Homemaker emotes. 
It feels weird to say I like how Stephanie Estes manipulates people by negging them, using compliments like dangled carrots. But it's true. Estes is a scene-stealing villain as Emily. How Estes grabs the largest mayonnaise container at the grocery store is such a chef's kiss detail. Every actress's portrayal is steeped in criticism of the red, wrong, and blue caricatures that their characters end up being. Eleanor Pienta is another standout, as she presents as though Marjorie's afraid society will find out she says terrible things about minorities, but then she gets drunker, is encouraged by her newfound pack, and becomes indecipherable when compared against an actual KKK member. Characters continually convince one another they're doing nothing wrong to points of no return so well. Olivia Licardi becomes the wild card with a stone-cold psychotic presence. Performances, momentum through cinematography, and Araujo's direction blur into a whirlwind of discomfort, obscenity, and morally bankrupt warnings about domestic hatred waiting for the right moment to strike in ways that are too accomplished to ignore. My biggest gripe is how the ending leaves us, which won't be discussed in detail here but will certainly challenge viewers. There's wonderful full-circle acknowledgement of soft and quiet as the camera finally leaves Emily's reign of terror, and yet it feels like there's impact left on the table. It works and consciously makes sense given the entire experience, although it's a disclaimer I include with purpose. There's so much about soft and quiet that captivates as a visual representation of repugnant evils, never condoning them, and the way it goes out certainly fits with Araujo's commentary but doesn't land with the same vigor that most of the film carries. The Verdict Soft and Quiet is an incendiary takedown of the dangerous potential behind our country's homegrown terrorists. There's nothing safe about the spaces writer-director Beth de Araujo creates, as offensive pie-crust decorations meant to be jokes become an unassuming yet telling introduction to an unspeakable night of horrors. It's scarily suspenseful, unpredictable, and nerve-shredding leaving us rattled and affronted. But that's all a testament to Araujo's style. Soft and Quiet says the quiet parts out loud, and never backs down, creating one of the year's scariest films. There's so much infuriation to behold as Araujo makes her filmmaking presence known in a massive way. Spoken Layer Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.